and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Katrina and her waves. I always thought it was Katrina and the waves. <laughs> Did you Just, really? Yeah. Katrina and the waves. And remember when we spoke with Mark Scaife and you thought it was Scacy? <laughs> <laughs> called him, hey, Scacy. Scacy. That, uh, that does happen. That can happen. That does happen all the time. Well, quite often you can <clears throat> hear stuff forever. Of course. Course. You never realise yeah. until someone helps you out. And some people say dispersions. Oh, don't cast dispersions. 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 Dispersions, yeah. You know, when you think you're here yeah. and you go, oh, that's the word, and you try and say it, you go, oh, bom, bom, that's yeah. wrong. Greta's got some corkers. She used to read the constructions when she was oh, did learning she? how to do something. Yeah. I, just, I just need to read Everyone the constructions. Read, you need to read the constructions. I don't read constructions much. No. I just think, oh, I just have a look and I go, I can make Good that. enough on your own. Yeah, sure. Um, oh, you know what I was just talking to, to you about? Because um, I was at the club the other night and I was speaking to Marty and she said, you've got to watch, as I spoke about yesterday, Kunk on Earth, yeah. C-U-N-K, uh, if you've got hearing problems. And it is really funny. I watched it last night and I thought, oh, I wonder if Ricky Gervais is behind it. I don't think he is. But doing the playing Philomena Kunk is Diane Morgan. And she played in The Office in Afterlife. You know, Afterlife with Ricky Gervais. Never saw it. Never saw it. Anyway, and she's really funny. And it's a mockumentary. So if you've got Netflix, I'm surprised Aaron from Canmore, who was once our Netflix dealer. Yeah, never brought that up. Never brought that up because there's only five episodes so if you like short series, this one is for you like I do. Mm. I hate when you go on, hit on something, and then it goes, oh, jeez. There's about eight series. I was looking for something. Ten, ten episodes per series. So you kunk on Earth a good one. <clears throat> yeah, go kunk on Earth. Because <clears throat> I started watching Vikings Valhalla. Oh, did you? Oh. Because I thought, remember Uhtred, son of Uhtred? Oh, I love what Uhtred. Was that? What was that one? That, that was, wasn't that Viking? It was a Viking thing, but yeah. it was a different whole. There was a lot of Viking things. And it went forever, and yeah. it, but it was so good. Yeah, I yeah. watched episode one of Vikings Valhalla. It was yeah. 17 minutes before the first, you know, romp scene. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's standard for one of these shows, because yeah. they're always running around yeah. with their clothes yeah. off. Yeah. That's and all then, they've got. That's all there is to do. No. Is, but it was, it was all, and, and it, then some guy stands up and, and they, all, they all yell to a crowd of 50,000 people that can all hear him. Mm. He hasn't got a microphone or speakers. And they all, they all see And this. they all hear, and then they go, we're they going it? to war. And they all go, yeah. <laughs> oh, far out. Give me a break. <laughs> no, it's true. It's, all, it's just like it's married at first sight. Oh, it is. Triple M. 12353 got Troy. G'day, Troy. Is he? Troy. Hey, morning, boys. How are you? Not too bad. What's happening? That's. Oh, I'm just uh, talking about the misinterpreting words. Yeah, because, Rob, we played Katrina and the Waves, Earl, first song out yeah. after 5.30, and Rob said, oh. I thought it was the Waves. The Waves, Katrina and the Waves. Like a wave, like no, skinny two, people. Two different bands, not the Waves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but we went to see the Hilltop Woods with the, with the wife. She's a pretty, pretty cruisy groover. And this song came on, she started hugging herself. People looked at her and they started hugging us, hugging themselves while they were dancing. I go, oh, that's fair enough. Do whatever you want. And I'm at the end. She goes, I love that song. I said, what song? She goes, the cozy sweater. <laughs> cozy. <laughs> it's cozy. A, it's a Cosby sweater. <laughs> and then she goes, oh, that's why girls in there. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, the Cosby, buddy. <laughs> 
everyone started hugging each other themselves. Thought it was the cozy sweater. I love a cozy <laughs> sweater. <laughs> that is funny, Troisy. That is funny, mate. Well, listen, we're going to send you to rock at the races. Hey, that's the spirit, boys. Yeah, more music coming your way. Daryl Braithwaite, Russell Morris, Richard Clapton, many more as well. Tickets to Ticketmaster. Oh. And that's at Entertainment Grounds Gosford, Saturday, 18th of March. You're there, Troy. That's awesome, boys. Thank you very much. And uh, keep singing that co- cosy sweater, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Tell you, missus. <laughs> Will do. See you, mate. We've got Aaron from Canwell. Good day, Azzy. Yes. Morning, boys. How you going? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Because you were our Netflix dealer. Have you watched Kunk on Earth? No, I haven't yet because I haven't been able to get near the TV remote dealing with a pregnant partner. Oh, <laughs> right, okay. Right, All right. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, we're avoiding the, uh, the arguments at all costs at the moment. <laughs> okay, yep, yep. Wise move, wise move. Happy, no, happy wife, happy life. Exactly. And uh, quick one for Rob, who killed fighters in your house? You look like you were absolutely scared of trying to knock one off with a water ski. Yeah, that was a mercy kill, the water ski, because I'd already sprayed it. But uh, ah. I'll, leave, I'll leave it to my wife. Well, actually, she doesn't like, she gives them names and stuff at home so that it makes me less wanting to kill. She goes, don't kill it, or don't kill her. She gives it a gender first and then, and then gives it a name. And I'm not allowed to kill them at home. And then my son one day went into the bathroom, picked this thing up by his hand and took it outside and put it on the grass. I thought, that is madness. But um, they're not for me, mate. Not for me at all. Oh, don't worry. Good spot is a dead one. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. I really gave it to that spider with the water ski, though, didn't I? <laughs> I was like, that would have dropped the value of that ski, so a few chips in the tip of it now. <laughs> mate, I was riding that thing when I was 17 years old. It's been kicked out of the garage, so I've brought it to work because I don't want to throw it away. <laughs> well, it's a handy place to store things. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. These two boys aren't the aren't the ambassadors for the Australian Reptile Park. Uh, thank you, Aaron, for calling, mate. Yeah, no worries. Do it in the hard word, boys, as well for the day. Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire sauce. Oh yes, yeah. That always catches your tongue. Worcestershire. <laughs> thanks, thanks, man, Azzy. See you, mate. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. This is the news that doesn't make the news that should be in the news instead of the other news. Good morning, Robert. Morning, Patrick. What do you got for us? You love a free event, don't you? Of course I do. A pop-up event? Oh, even better. Yeah, you know those pop-up restaurants? Yes. Imagine free pop-up events are being held in Adelaide in coming weeks in a bid to encourage people to diversify their diet mm-hmm. and choose... Uh, seafood? No. Nope. Tofu? No. Nope. Uh, I'm, I'm sure this is going to help me with our lunch problems that we have at the office because you do often quite, you know, you go do. for my food, don't you? Awful. No, including insects as an alternative Yum. source of protein. I'd eat them. I would, if you gave me. You heard me, it here first. Producer well, Chloe, please, no, can we sort no. this out? Actually, I'd I'm going to find, I'm going to go buy some bugs. Can you Thank buy them you. at the shopping centres? No, mealworm is nice, a good one. I'm not eating Have a look at this sandwich. I'm going to show you a picture of a sandwich. It's an avocado and chicken. Oh, not chicken. <laughs> what is it? It's a smashed avo bagel with mealworm. Fun- with mealworm? 
I'm not eating mealworms. With mealworm. <laughs> they look like. Furikaki. <laughs> furikaki. That's what they call mealworm when they put it in a sandwich. So they've got these pop-ups. But you can see the little mealyworms. Let look. Are they live or dead? No, they're dead. Just they're dried. Them. Like you dry oh. them and it's a great protein and adds a little bit of crunch to a sandwich. But I've seen those crickets. Those crickets look nice. Dipped in chocolate, <laughs> they'd probably be. Tastes like peanut butter, I've heard. <laughs> Anyway, there's participants at the pop-up events are to, are learning about flavours and textures of edible insects like mealworms, mm-hmm. and you can design your own insect-based dish. Ooh. And I think it's Beautiful. it's very good for the environment, low impact, because they don't take up much space because they're insects and they, you don't need much water. It may be the way that we have to turn. Mate, well, eventually. I'm gonna, can I... You're going to have a... I'll do a smashed up, have a insect sandwich for All you. All right. Okay, mate. And bring it in next week. And see week. how you go with it. All right. Okay. We'll give it a yes. crack. I'll give it a crack. I'll give it a crack, y'all. Well, I know you don't drink Coca-Cola or Pepsi, right? Yeah. Because the study has revealed how drinking Coca-Cola Very and rarely. Pepsi can lead to larger testicles and higher testosterone levels. So that's correct. Huh. The Norway Minzu Uni in China was attempting to determine the impact of carbonated beverages on fertility and sex organs in men. And you don't. You know the only reason the testicles look small? Why? It's because they're accompanied by a. A big friend. (laughs) The study looked at three groups of mice. And you go, "What? how can mice be compared to men? Well, they do. Um, One that drank water, uh, only water. One that drank different levels of Coca-Cola. And with another doing the same with Pepsi over 15 days. Now, tests on these rodents included weighing their testicles and drawing blood. They were tested on day one as well as day five. Who makes the decision? (laughs) To say, let's see what effect Coca-Cola has on testicles. <laughs> it was quickly. They had nothing to do. And then how do you how do you weigh a, a mouse's balls? It was quickly discovered. Hold the mouse by the scruff of the neck and say, okay, cough. It was quickly discovered that the mice drinking Coke and 100% Pepsi compared to a mixture of Pepsi and water had a significant change. Wow. For instance... Uh, the mice that were given pure Coca-Cola had high levels of male hormone compared to that that drank water, so on and so on. Yep. And a previous survey of 2,500 men showed that those that drank a litre of Coca-Cola a day had a 30% fewer sperm or had 30% fewer sperm than those that drank none. So anyway. Yeah. So in order to make your hoo-ha look bigger, drink Coca-Cola <laughs> or Pepsi. <laughs> Let's go and have one now. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. We have a pair of identical twins in. Yeah. It's remarkable. It is remarkable. It is unbelievable because we have got our state member for Terrigal, Adam Crouch, with us. Good morning, Adam. Good, good morning. How are we, boys? Not too bad. Good and the CEO you. from Coast Shelter, Mr. Michael Starr. How are you, Michael? Good morning, gentlemen. Thanks for having me in. God, you boys are similar. <laughs> well, you've never seen us in the That's same it. room That's before, it. have you? Because I was doing, we're doing function last year at mm-hmm. Gosford Race, of course. And anyway, and I said, uh, Michael, Michael's doppelganger is Adam Crouch. And they look similar, don't <laughs> they? Lo and behold, it's, it's here we true. are. Here we are. Brother well, from another mother. <laughs> we'll have to get onto Ancestry.com, I That's think. That's where the lines <laughs> goes there. Now, Crazy, we, we were looking at the story yesterday, mm. and they were talking about um, with the state election coming up, yep. that billboards and, and posters aren't allowed to go on power poles. Where are they going to go? On people's front yards. Probably, yeah. yeah. To all my good friends out there, I'd love to use your front yard. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, I, I'm going to say, look, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where they do get it very annoying too as well. I think people know who we are and they know what we do. And look, you don't need to post things up on every single bit of mm. 
unused space. I mean, look, yeah, I mean, I, I personally find them a bit irritating myself. Yeah, the faithful will have them up. Like, they just go yeah. out and you can't stop them. They're going to put them up. Does it reflect badly on the candidate if everyone's asked for them not to go on the post, but then they're on the post regardless of what everyone, what the rules are? Yeah, I, I think it does. I think it does. And I just think, as I said, people, people, as I said, know who most of the candidates are and they don't need to have signs on every power pole. In fact, I think it's, if anything, I think you're right, Rob. I think if you put them up on every power pole, people get really irritated by it and it's not going to win. It's not going to win you any votes. I still, still see some from the uh, federal election. Was it last year? Mm. Federal mm. election? Yeah, still some when I'm driving around. <laughs> yeah, it's one on Central Coast Highway. I see, I'm thinking, man, they need to take that down. Some of great moustaches as well. And fake glasses. But the reason why we got you boys here, because the um, this week, the other night it was, Michael from Coast Shelter, there was a big presentation on, buddy, wasn't there? There was, there was. Uh, last year we uh, put our hat in the ring for some funding through the uh, New South Wales Government Stronger Communities Fund. Um, we really have grown out of space at our community centre at North Gosford and uh, we've got an idea of how we can reach more people, particularly women, young children and uh, some of the more culturally diverse groups across the coast that need a hand. So what we, we thought we put in a fairly good submission to the New South Wales Government and we had the backing of a few people and Adam's always been very supportive. And uh, just this week, um, Adam came out with a very big oversized check yeah. and we had a uh, had an announcement and it means we can start work straight away on repurposing the back half of our community centre uh, to reach more people and get that extra space and run more programs. It's just been astonishing. Over $800,000 mm-hmm. coming our way. 800000 Yep. Yeah. It was, a, awesome. it was a big check. It was a very big check. Very big that, check. So that, that ticks a lot of your boxes, oh, I'm yeah. imagining? It does. It means we can actually, the space that we're... Uh, looking at um, at the back of our building is really unused because it's very old. So it means we'll be able to repurpose it, new floor, new ceiling, uh, consulting rooms. Um, it's just going to be fantastic, a kitchenette. So we can welcome families in, which is what it's all about. If people don't know what Coast Shelter do, let us know. Sure. Um, Paddy, we, we specialise in providing crisis accommodation and other services for people experiencing homelessness. Uh, so men, um, uh, young people under 25, women with children, and we're a specialist uh, domestic violence service as well. So crisis accommodation, but a lot of other services, mental health support, alcohol and drug counselling, social work support as well. Um, and our community centre, which provides meals and and uh, allied health uh, access to uh, social workers and personal hygiene services as well at North Gosford. The issues you mentioned are a huge problem on the coast at the moment. Yeah. What's the volume of traffic that you guys are seeing come to you for assistance to give people an idea? Well, at the moment, we, we have around about 200 people a night sleeping in our crisis refuges. which That's is huge, way too mate. High. Yeah, it's Isn't way that... too high. Uh, and we still have some unmet need every month with that as well. Um, so that's a, a stat that we uh, we don't want to see the Central Coast get a gold medal in. Mm. Um, but... Uh, we make sure that we accommodate as many people as we can. And we're seeing probably 100 people a day at the moment through our community centre. And I think the situation is going to get worse with the rental crisis that we have, not just on the Central Coast, but right around Australia. Yeah. It's going to get worse with people can't can't get into uh, any rental Yeah, Paddy, Paddy, it's tough at the moment because we're seeing people that uh, ordinarily would not put their hand out um, uh, for some assistance with uh, from Coast Shelter. So uh, whether it's that extra couple of meals a week to make ends meet or some help with uh, um, uh, bills or some of, uh, some of the other services that we have. Um, yeah, so I, I think the rising cost of living is biting hard for a lot of people, but you know, we'll get through it.
an Adam Crouch State member. That's mate, a good check, eight hundred thousand. Oh, look, absolutely, Patty. And um, look, this this comes from the Stronger Country Community Fund, and <clears throat> it's it's part of over six million dollars that came to the Central Coast in round five. And I, I love this fund; it's fantastic. Mm. It is brilliant. And the Deputy Premier announced last week, if we're re-elected, uh, there'll be another ninety million going into that Stronger Country Community Fund again. And the Central Coast has done really well out of it. But what I love about it is the grassroots projects like the one that Michael's discussed um, at Coast Shelter is where these funds are going. And it's a circular economy. You know, that money is going to Coast Shelter. Coast Shelter then use it with local tradies. Mm. So local people are delivering that work here on the Central Coast, whether it be the Coast Shelter or anybody else. But, you know, we've got to make sure that we support fantastic local organisations like Coast Shelter and this Stronger Country Community funding of $818,000 is absolutely brilliant. And, uh, you know, all credit to Michael and the team. They've done a great job, a fantastic submission. It was it was really good to be able to present that funding to them. Yeah, well done. And if people are in need, just Google Central Coast, uh, Coast Shelter and if you need any service whatsoever and the team will help you out. Michael Starr, CEO of Coast Shelter, Adam Crouch, you are guys are brothers. We'll put it on our Facebook page. Well, and just remember, the hardest step is sometimes asking for help yeah, initially. Absolutely. So, And beyond that, then there's a lot of support for you. Yeah, totally. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, Particularly and, on the coast. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, please don't stop Michael on the street and ask him about fixing a pothole because he can't he can't actually help you on that one. He's getting double bang for his buck with the campaigning. I'd like stop at the moment. He's, he's tell me what a wonderful he's job he's I'm doing. Terrible. <laughs> These boys look very similar. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks, 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 Rob. Boys. Patty and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Now I was I watched a movie with my daughters on the weekend. I can highly recommend this to any father that wants to have a little bonding time with his daughter or daughters, it was amazing. But it wasn't what I was expecting. So my my eldest daughter, Branny, sat me down, can we watch a movie, Dad? I went, yes. you beauty, this sounds great. And she says, Kevin Hart's doing fatherhood. I went, yes. Anyway, I thought, this is going to be ideal. Have a little listen. This is the trailer. Excuse me. She's been, like, crying for hours. Sorry, but this is a group for new mothers. On that sign out there, it says parents. I'm a parent, and I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Girl's got some stuff flying out of ass. She can either hit you with a streamer or she'll buckshot you. It's a quick whop. I need help. I thought this has to be funny. He's one of the funniest men in entertainment at the moment, and we sat down to watch it. First scene, he loses his wife during childbirth, right. and I'm near tears. I thought, oh, this is what we were expecting. Is, is, is it a comedy? I'm not going to call it a com- comedy. It's a, it's got a comedian starring in it, and there's a couple of funny bits, but it was quite emotional. We got about 20 minutes in, and I'm looking to Branny. I said, how are we going here, girls? And she goes, yeah, I was expecting this to be funny. And I went, well, so was I. Anything you say with Kevin with Hart. Anything with Kevin Hart, you're ready to yeah. roll over laughing. And it just didn't happen. Anyway, so the, the guy, it's about a father who's bringing up a newborn on his own with a mother-in-law that's quite interfering and that's that's a little bit funny, but there was, there was so much emotion in it and we were hugging each other. I was talking to my daughters about when they were born and re- regaling stories of what we went through when they came into the world and it was really beautiful and made like it brought a tear to my eye. It was not as anywhere near the funny that I was hoping for or expecting, but we got something else out of it entirely. There are moments, though, when you watch a movie with your daughters, like with my eight-year-old, I, there was a bit where I went, Ooh, and I'm, that's me trying to alert her to the fact that she should listen to that bit because it might be important to the plot. And she goes, Dad, please stop it with the sounds. That's the job of the movie. 
And you, right, were, you right. were adding sounds. I was adding sounds <laughs> to alert her to the fact. That, that wouldn't be annoying, would it? This could be important. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Did you hear that, Greta? Stop <laughs> it with the sounds, Dad. Remind me never to go to the movies with you. <laughs> you so, won't get an invite to the movies with me. So it's Fatherhood starring Kevin Hart. It give is it brilliant. Look. Every All dad right. should watch it with their daughter. All right, give it a look. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Hey, we've got some text coming through, haven't we? Oh, the text got to, line. I've got to yeah. talk about S Club 7. I thought text. you were going to. Uh, yeah. 0482081077 the yeah. text line. Yeah. Got to, we've got two. Maddie from Forries has come through. G'day, Rob and Paddy. I'm over war movies, unless they're sniper shows. I like the sniper shows. Yeah, I know. Well, you do, because you're a crime guy. But when Rob mentioned All Quiet on the Western Front the other day, I stopped putting off watching it. It was an absolutely amazing movie and deserves an Oscar for sure. Thanks, Rob. Matt from Forrest. Thank you, Manny. You're welcome. Geez, that was good. Yeah, I Why know. Why did they call it the Western Front? I don't know. Because the Western Front was on the If you're front. fighting from the Allies, just Google it. It was on your east. I'll tell you. Just go to ChatGPT. But I don't Google stuff because I know that you know everything. Ha ha ha. I got a, also another text uh, from my daughter, and it was what happened to the maple syrup? It has disappeared. This was in group family chat. Oh, the mysteries. And it's un- it's deepened. It's unraveled. And I texted back. It's up. The top in the cupboard. Then she goes, that's golden syrup. Thank you anyway. And then I said to her, why would, who would want to take maple syrup asking for a friend? And Hannah texts back, that's my question. And then I text her back, open your girl's eyes. It should be there. Are we far from the end? Yeah. <laughs> then, then Callum joins in to the. Um, well, your son's just decided to jump on. With the family text. He said, it's in my lunchbox. <laughs> I was meant to put it in a jar, but I accidentally put the whole thing in there. Oh, that's just lazy. <laughs> now, nah, why'd you count this into a jar and just take the whole bottle? <laughs> and then Hannah writes, who would want to take the maple syrup? But that does happen in families uh, when maple syrup goes mi- missing. But we've got to the bottom of it, which you, is really good. I'm glad you've tracked it down. I'm glad you've... <laughs> Used everyone on the Central Coast to help you get through this this morning. <laughs> no problems, mate. Because we do want to talk about this group. S Club 7. Were you a fan? Mickey D, he was. He had the S Club 7 T-shirt on when he came to work. He's coming in after nine. Loved him. Loved S Club 7. But what they were doing. And beads. Oh, oh, yeah. Their S Club 7 fans, including Mickey D, were left furious after only when one member of the group turned up to perform at an intimate sold-out show. That is intimate. Just, yeah, Tina and Brad uh, had been scheduled to play at a 150-capacity venue in Newport, Isle of Wright, after eager fans snapped up the tickets for Bloody Deer, $40. Oh, really? <laughs> but on the night, only Bradley turned up after Tina had a scheduling clash. One fan raged, absolutely raging, paid good money to see two members of S Club 7, and only one showed up. That's disappointing. And we weren't notified either. Another fumed. What a disappointing night. Disappointing night. I felt so sorry for Bradley. The third, it let down. An absolute let down that only how do one. You, how do you perform just one? I don't know. Maybe they just say hello. There were six members of S Club 7. Does anyone remember S Club 7? Did you big a loop to it? Um, but you know what, though, Robert? It does happen. Because I remember here on the coast, we had, this was many years ago, we had a Valentine's night. Uh, when I was working with uh, a bloke called Dave. <laughs> and and just you turned up without, your date didn't show? No, it, w- it was through the radio station. We oh. put it on and it was at Halakalani Bowling Club 
and it was for Valentine's night. It was on the weekend. I walked in. It was into the auditorium. I think they had seating for about 150 people, same as S Club 7, and there were about five people turned up. And uh, it was pretty disappointing. But you know what? We had a bloody good night. I had a reverse problem. I was doing a one-man show. Oh, it was a musical. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a, yeah. oh, it might have been a Tuesday night. Pretty quiet. Anyway, one person turned up for me to do this show to. Now, it was what the was, most awkward thing I've ever done What was in my the life. show about again? Called When It Happens. When It Happens. And about a young kid from the Lithgow Amateur Musical Society who went to the States to do uh, a camped up version of Hamlet called Lavender Hamlet. And and it was it was his story. He fell in love with everyone. And, and, um, and yeah. So when you're on stage, how, how many did the theatre? Was right. it in Sydney? It was upstairs of a cafe in uh, off Broadway in Sydney. Right. And they only seated about fifty. But there was one bloke. There was one bloke turned up. The night the rugby club turned up was an absolute debacle. <laughs> These blokes that I play rugby with every weekend were sitting in the front row with a bottle of wine each, pouring their own drinks, ah, laughing. I was spitting on them, sweating. They were that close. But and I want to get, get back to the one bloke. <laughs> so, so he just sat there. Just stared he into his eyes money. the whole show. Did he clap at the end? Yeah, he did. It was awkward, <laughs> but I did it. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> that would have been funny to oh, see. Oh, mate. When only one turned You know up. what? Could we revisit that show <laughs> and do it somewhere on the Central Coast? Because you also, this is this is the highlight. <laughs> Who did you see? What was, what, come on, what was his name? Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. You did that at Edelong Diggers. Yeah. For the for the yeah. grey rinse set. That was fun. Oh. That was fun. That was real fun. No, we should visit. I don't know. That was should, a full house. Ladies and gentlemen, should we go, was it Hamlet? Hamlet like, or no. what was the bloke's when, name? When it happens. When it's the uh, or Bing Crosby. Or Bing Crosby. One triple three five three. And we should just do one show only for you. Maybe you could come down to the Tall Timbers Hotel on a Thursday night for the running of the crab races, do crabs and your little show. Crabs and Bing. Oh, mate, would be sensational. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Gavin Saratoga, good morning, mate. Gav? Oh, good morning, legends. I might be able to top your story there, Rob. Oh, right, I think, please. Back in, back in the day, I used to be a stripper and um, was doing a strippergram, uh, you know, normal Friday or Saturday night out at West Sydney somewhere and turned up and it was a strippergram just for mum, dad and the two kids. <laughs> <laughs> dad was standing in the kitchen watching with the kids and mum was in the lounge room, um, you know, getting the one-man show. So, so, oh my goodness. So, it was basically oh, for the mother. Yeah. And, and who, uh, mate, I just could not get out of there quick enough. Who, who, who organized <laughs> you the as the male entertainer? How old were, did the kids organize it for the mum? No, the, the dad must have, I think. And the kids were only like, I don't know, like four and six oh, or something. Oh, <laughs> it was very wrong. Oh, you'd be scarred for life. What made you give away a stripper Grammy? <laughs> oh, that. Oh, mate, mate. <laughs> <laughs> One man shows. <laughs> oh, did, did the mum enjoy it, though? 
Oh, she did. I put on a good show. Of course you would have. Of course you did, course you would have. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but the best. You know, five, five minutes work for 100 bucks. It was pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit weird, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, we'll give you a six-pack of two heads just to uh, drown, drown your sorrows. <laughs> <laughs> give it to the mum as well. All right. Well, well done, <laughs> Dave. Don't, don't give it money. <laughs> Metaphorically. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. Don't take that the wrong way. Okay. Oh, Gav, oh. thanks for putting a smile on my face, mate. Holy hell. <laughs> Everyone has a story. It's yeah, like the bio does. channel. Now, what were you saying? You got a hack for us or something, haven't you? Oh, there's a hack. Yeah, well, what, now? <laughs> <laughs> After <laughs> that? I don't think I can top that. All right, we'll do that. All right, all right, we'll leave that hack for another day. Okay. Look, we, we've got to look. An innocent walk, here on, walk on the coast almost turned deadly for uh, one canine at uh, one of our most popular beaches on the coast. And that's going to be covered by Scotty Leak with a local briefing. And then we want to talk about the issue as well coming up after 8 o'clock yeah. this morning. My kids are concerned about the male stripper in our house. It's me. I just walk around nude all the time. Oh, God. <laughs> I was going to go and have something Dad, to eat. for God's oh. sake, would you put something on? Yeah, 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 later. Hi, caramba. <laughs> Paddy and Rob Palmer. The podcast. And news with Scotty Leak. Just before you get to that, my wife has just sent me a text message. Yeah. It says, we'll strip for petrol. You know how you were talking about um, stripper, Gav from Saratoga, Saratoga. Yeah. rang up, said he was a stripper. Yeah. And then she sent a picture of two, of two people stripping and you said to me, is that you, Rob? I was only joking. I'm just letting you know, it's, that was Patrick Swayze. He said it's Patrick Swayze. I said back in the day, mate, not now. Yeah. Not, like, you look a bit like John Candy. <laughs> That's what the other guy looks like. <laughs> it is 10 past eight. But the news this morning with Scotty Leake, and if you see anything, please report it because there's been a suspected instance of animal poisoning. Poisoning At Pearl Beach, uh, a lady took a dog down there and the dog ate something. It was, it was rat bait wrapped in food and it uh, cost her about five and a half grand a trip to the vet. So if you do see anything, make sure you report it. Uh, anything at all suspicious. We've got Steve from your Minor Beach. G'day, Steve. Steve. Yeah, how are you guys? How are you? Yeah, really well, mate. We're looking at this five and a half grand vet bill, which is really bloody dear. Mate, did, can you surpass that? Yeah, we had a toy turtle. We went away one weekend and the dog got out. It's never done that before and got hit by a car. So between the emergency at Borkham Hills and the vet, it ended up a total bill of nine and a half k to save her uh, legs, so we didn't amputate it. Oh my goodness! When and and you paid that? You pay that again tomorrow if you had to to do the same thing? Yeah, you know, we it was a oh, it was a hard decision, but at the same time, like oh, I don't know, you know, you used to like this is your little baby and. You, you wanted to be able to have access or do things that you normally do, so that means being able to have four legs and get around, you know. Jeez. You see, see other dogs that have it amputated, but we just I couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course, mate. Of course, mate, did you have pet insurance? No, that was, mate, back then, you know, like she, we just put it down at the end of last year. She was 17 years old. Right. And How back old was then she? you just didn't, yeah, she was, yeah. uh, when, she, when it happened, yeah. well, it was probably about... Well, just before we moved to the Central Coast, probably 10 years ago. Yeah. A lot of money, though, isn't well, it? Well, that's mate? still, that's a, a whole other life on four legs, mate, right? Your dogs, your kids, uh, they are. Uh, honestly, she came to us as a pup. Yeah. You know, so you just couldn't do it. I, no. I couldn't. Other no. people said I was stupid and mad and all that yeah. sort of stuff, but 
I just couldn't do yeah, it. Yeah, you just do it, Steve. Hey, thanks for that, buddy. Thanks for the call, mate. Really appreciate it. Hey, Trace from Fountaindale. Mate, pet insurance, is it worth it? Hey, how you going? Yeah, really well. Yeah, definitely. you got to have it. What does it cost you? What has it saved you? Well, thousands. And um, so we uh, got Obi. He's my son's puppy. Um, well, he's two now. Uh, we got him. We only paid $200 for him. He's a Border Collie Cross Kelpie. Absolutely the most beautifulest dog ever. We love him to bits. But uh, <laughs> I said to my son, Jack, like, I think we should get pet insurance, you know, because he's an active dog, He could, you know, because they break legs, they jump around and stuff. Mm. Best thing we ever did. Um, we took him to the vet for his first checkup, and they said, oh, he's got a problem with his testicles not dropped, so he's going to have to have an operation before he's 12 months old. So that was the first thing. Drinking Pepsi. Cool. Yeah, and then, and then um, he's had gastrointestinal problems. He's had pancreatitis twice. One was pretty touch and go. Um, he's been to the SASH after hours clinic, $300 before you even walk in the door. Jeez, I bet the pet insurance people wish they didn't insure this dog. (laughs) (laughs) But how much does it cost, Trace? How much is pet insurance? It's about 30. So we pay the top cover and it's about $35 a fortnight. How much? $55 a fortnight? Five, 35. Oh, 35. So $17.50 a week. But you, but yeah. look at everything. So, what all those operations added up? What would that cost you? Oh my god, I what reckon in excess of eight grand. Okay, so it saved you heaps. Yeah, and all right. What, then. So when you're claiming, you pay an excess. Obviously, you'd have to pay an excess. Excess with RSPCA, no excess. Um, when you've got the top cover, and they cover eighty-five percent. Yeah. Um, and we're also in a another thing at the vet called Healthy Pets Plus, which saves. He doesn't pay any. You know, he gets all his vaccinations free and that sort of thing. And okay. Might yeah, have to. Might have. Got to have it. I, got to have yeah, it. Yeah, it's paid for itself. <laughs> yeah, know? very much so. Very much so. Thanks, Chase. Hey, we've got Carolyn from Matcham. Hey, Carolyn. Hey, g'day, guys. How you going? Yeah, not too bad. We're looking at those vet bills. What's uh, What did yours come to? Oh, it's so sad um, hearing those stories. Uh, I had a 19-year-old racehorse, ex-racehorse, bought him at 19, which is probably a mistake in itself. He was $1,500. Um, and both my, myself and my daughter rode him. One day he inhaled his food when he was eating it too quickly, got a lung infection, uh, had the vets on him here locally and then had to send him down to the uh, Agnes Banks Horse Hospital. Oh, no. Uh, total, total bill at the hospital was $1,000 a day. That was 14000 And then local vet bills on top of that um, before and after care. And unfortunately he didn't. So, uh, really sad story, and uh, you sort of don't think when you're only getting a sort of cheap horse uh, not to take out insurance, but uh, it's a good lesson. What did it cost you all up? Oh, yeah. 17 grand or so? Seven, yeah, about 17 all up um, for him. For a horse you bought for 1,500. And the horse bucks. didn't make it. The horse didn't make it. No, he didn't make it. So, um, yeah, extremely sad time for our family. Oh, jeez. They're the most expensive animals on the planet. Horses. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, though. Some some things we've had with the vets, they come to you. When you compare them to dog fees, like we had a horse gelded and it was $400, you know, on site, and that's quite a big operation. If you went and took your dog into a vet, I think it would be a bit more than that. So. Yeah. Um, I think after listening to these stories, pet insurance may be the way, way oh. to go, Carolyn. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Honestly. 
Hey, listen, for the year this morning, Saltwater Picnic Co. Picnic Rug, uh, perfect picnic rug designed right here on the coast. You can shop now at saltwaterpicnic.co. It's stain-proof, so if rubber comes around, you can sit on it. Uh, and it's machine washable. So that's yours. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it. I think dog sitting might be the answer. What do you mean? Well, that's not, then it's not your dog. Oh, yeah. So I'll mind your dog. You have what, an animal. What happens if you're minding someone's dog and someone happens, something happens? Are you then responsible for it? Just asking. Oh, don't ask that question. Patty and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Triple M. I read this yesterday, Robert. Is it yeah. going to happen? Leading rugby league commentators have warned NRL players, and it's supposed to start today week, actually, round one of the NRL, and they've warned NRL players against taking strike action for round one, with one declaring they're dumb enough to do it. It's all about the ongoing collective bargaining agreement, the CBA, dispute between the NRL and the players as they threaten to drag into the season proper as the two parties haggle over the final details of the, the agreement. Now, in principle, agreement for the NRL women's financial terms have recently reached um, between the game and its players, mm-hmm. but the men's competition is yet to be settled ooh, unsatisfactory. On, ooh, on an agreement. Now, a sticking point with the CBA, which we said collective bargaining agreement, the negotiations appear to be that the players' desire for a guaranteed security and health insurance for the years after they retire to compensate for the battering that they take on the field. You can understand the health insurance thing after you finish playing rugby league because it is... Oh, yeah, post-career. It's not just contact sport. It's collision sport, and there's a lot of issues that go on later. Look look at all the discussion about concussion. Oh, big time. In in a lot of sports. And players, including uh, Panthers halfback Nathan Cleary, have said they are prepared to sit out NRL games if the league doesn't come to the party in the CBA negotiations. And with every passing day, the likelihood of a player strike gradually increases. So it'll be interesting to see what happens today. But uh, you know what? (coughs) There are many more strikes going on. Yeah, well, there's raised some alarm bells in various uh, industries. This is in around, in and around the Central Coast because I did hear that local amateur poultry team, and this is true, they had their new star striker chicken band. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. Apparently, he was a professional foul. Yep. Also, in local news, the yep. local janitors mm. have gone out on strike. They yep. will not return until uh, sweeping reforms. I did hear a herd of elephants <laughs> have gone on strike. They are. They, are. they are fed up working for peanuts. There's also a rumour that local orthodontists yes. will be going on strike. Brace Early. yourselves for more on that. Local Dodgem car supervisors are on strike because they think one of them suffered funfair dismissal. Yeah. Staff at the local laundromat, they've walked out halfway through pressing my clothes. You don't. They? they believe in striking whilst the iron is hot. That is the latest on strikes across the central coast. And we are sorry. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. You're only trying what? to tempt me with your chicken korma that you've made with a simmer sauce and, and whatever so you can get into my spaghetti bolognese that I brought because it's closing in on lunchtime for us. Because you uh, brought in some butter chicken. It was really nice. You gave me some yesterday. So I made some chicken korma yeah, and you're refusing to eat it. It did not come out of a bottle. Yes, it did. It did not. When it, was the last time you made anything with any more than two ingredients? It came out of a sachet. That <laughs> is not a bottle. Okay. 
and you rip and then you just add water. No, you rip the top off it yeah. and you put it in. It tastes nice, this chicken, chicken korma. Okay, well, you keep that to yourself and I'll have my bowl So you're not going to have any? No, nah, not All today. Right. Fair enough. Justin Hill, host of the streaming service on Listener. If he was here, he'd have some chicken korma with me. Good morning, Justin. Oh, listen, I'm sorry. Out of a sachet, out of a bottle, potato, potato. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Would you not do it, brother? <laughs> no. You can't say you made something if it came out of a container. Yeah. He's mate. He gets Maggie one-minute noodles and tells you that he's made you something special. <laughs> you know what, Justin, seriously, there's this chicken cacciatore one made from, I don't know, whoever. There it's it is. bloody beautiful, mate. Yeah. What are you, 21? Come on now. Yeah, that's right. He's on a university diet without the brain. <laughs> I'll have some of that spaghetti bolognese, though. Oh, no, you'll be disappointed. Oh. I can tell you right from the word go. Now, we're here to- talking a few things on Netflix. Now, well, let's have a listen to this one. It's called Red Rose. Oh, you wrong. You guys know what Red Rose is. This thing can be anywhere. It can be everywhere. But I got back to Bolton, try not to die. This is dangerous. None of us should be alone right now. Do you believe in ghosts? Oh, I'm going to watch it with the lights on. I don't want to be scared. Come on, what's it about? This one is a scary one. So I'll set the scene for you. It's one of those BBC um, series that are, like, quite dark and they're a bit sort of crunchy around the edges. It's not one of these shows, right, that we've been, you know, had lots of promo or that's been really thrown in our faces. And it's become very, very popular. So it was on the BBC. It's moved over to Netflix. It's on there now. And the story is about um, a bunch of these kids who graduate in Bolton in the UK and they become obsessed with this app called Red Rose. And it very much plays on, you know, how all of us are on our phones too much. But what this app does is it sets them challenges. And if they do the challenges, it rewards them with like cash and prizes. But if they don't do the challenges, then it publicly shames them on like, you know, it'll show like footage that it's filmed of them on big TV screens. And basically, and, and it's all connected to the dark web and these people kind of like being a bit voyeuristic. And it's just basically the story of these kids and how they get caught up in it and honestly it's do not watch it alone if you want some time off your phone then this is probably a good one to watch because you're not going to want to pick it up after you see this show. i'm going to your place oh, then rob for sure that's a reason okay, to get there yeah. only because i won't eat food if we go to your house <laughs> <laughs> um, this is scarily close to stuff that you know it's almost like what i've seen happening where you know kids yep. are being told to do things by these things that pop up on their phones it's- exactly exactly and that's what makes it particularly scary because it's very real world and the thing is is even partway through the first episode the the app has this sound that it makes and you already know it's very ominous you're like oh no what's the app going to ask them to do again and it's doing stuff like getting them to steal or getting them to like kiss their mate's boyfriend or eat your mate's chicken korma Eat or I mean, what a what a dare that would be. Before my Rose, Justin, have you also from the BBC? Have you seen from Netflix? Have you seen a chunk on a, a cunk on Earth? I should say C U N K. Yes, that everyone I'm talking to at the moment is talking about that show, mostly because a few people have slipped with the name. Uh, like yeah. But uh, it, it is turning out to be one of the best shows of this year. A lot Funny. of people talking about it. Yeah, like just hilarious and very BBC. Like if, if anyone's listening and they know what I'm talking about when you say that about those shows, it's just that kind of humour and that kind of 
way of doing a show that no one else does. Yeah. You've got to watch it. It's, oh. it's Kunk on Earth, and it stars Diane Morgan, who was in Afterlife. She was in yeah. The Office with Ricky Gervais, and yes. she plays Philomena So Kunk. if you don't want to scare your uh, pants <laughs> off, you can laugh your ass off. Something for everything, yeah. everyone. All right, Justin, host of the streaming service on Listener, Justin Hill, who's coming around to my place for dinner tonight. Thank you very much. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Good luck, Justin. Let me get ready. I'll, 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 I'll make our CP for another time. <laughs> See you, buddy. Thank you, mate. See you, mate. Patty and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Subscribe now and you'll never miss an episode.